Hey, my monkeys, what is up? Old Uncle Silverback has risen from the grave and is actually putting out a podcast for you. You're listening to the Armed Ape Podcast. Today is Sunday. It's the 14th of October, 2012. It has been, I think, since uh, almost the end of August since I was able to put out a show here. I was able to do some other shows uh, at Firearms Cafe. Had a lot of stuff that's been going on. We did some traveling. We went on vacation uh, um, up to Flagstaff. I live in Arizona. Flagstaff is north of us. I'm down in the Phoenix area. So we went up there and kind of got out of the heat. Really pretty, really neat up there. Uh, Before we get into some of the other stuff, let's go ahead and get our contact info out of the way. If you'd like to contact the show, uh, quite a few ways to do so. You can go over to the website, and on the right-hand side, there's a Send Voicemail button or tab, whatever you want to call it. You can click on that, and it'll let you record up to a 10-minute message, and it'll send it to me. Uh, If you want, write something out and just read it verbatim. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Also, if you want to use the voicemail, if that's a little easier for you, you can call that, which is 206-745-2731, 206-745-APE1. Let's see, what else? Oh, you can also, of course, use the regular old email, where if you wanted to record an MP3 or a WAV file and then email that to me, uh, or again, you can send a regular email and I'll read it out for you on the show. And that is thearmedape at gmail.com, all one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. Uh, before I get again into the show a little bit uh, further, uh, a, a friend of mine, and uh, most of you guys know him uh, from the Rimfire podcast, if you're listening to that, and that's Ken Kowalski. He's recently back from Afghanistan, where he was a uh, combat medic over there, and uh, he's back stateside now. Right now, he is going through or, or maybe having some testing or some things done for some medical issues. I, I don't know how much he's comfortable with uh, what he's going through or, or the, the exact stuff that, that the testing and things like that that he's going, that he's having done. But he did put a lot of this stuff out on Facebook, so I think it is okay uh, to talk about it a little bit. But anyway... Uh, if you wanted to send him just a quick email or, or contact him maybe through Facebook uh, and just kind of you know give him a hang in there or an attaboy or that type of thing, uh, if you want, you can, you can send it to his email, which is uh, uh, podcast at gmail.com and just send him some well wishes. If you uh, believe in uh, God or Buddha or the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus or... You know the Jedi mind tricks, anything like that. Uh, just send him out some good vibes. Uh, he's a real good guy, so hopefully everything will uh, will be resolved for him. And uh, Ken, just give you a personal shout out. Hope you're doing well, and hope things get better for you and turn out well for you. And uh, if you need anything, just let me know. All right, uh, let's go ahead and kind of get on with some of the nonsense part of this show. You know, it's funny. I I uh, said that I hadn't really done a show here. Since August, like basically the end of August, so we went uh, all of uh, uh, September without a show, uh, and I did do some of my other shows uh, over at Firearms Cafe, and so I'd invite you to go and listen to those if you haven't been, you know, subscribe and download over there. But it's funny, I get a lot more downloads with Firearms Cafe, and maybe that's because I'm part of the Gun Rights Radio Network, so people are kind of you know, checking it out here and then and that, but uh, although I have a significantly higher number 
of people I think that that listen to that show as opposed to this one, I get way more participation with this show and way more feedback and everything. Now, recently, just uh, part of it is because I haven't put out a show in a while, um, but I haven't gotten a lot of feedback. So I again, I you know I haven't gone anywhere, and I would I would uh, love to hear from you guys. And again, you can do any type of feedback that you want for this show. It doesn't have to be gun related or politics or anything. It can be on, you know, camping stuff. It can be movie reviews. You know, uh, Eric Shelton used to uh, send in a lot of movie reviews and things like that. Um, if you have particular podcasts that you that you think is good and you think that the other people that listen to the show as well as myself would like to. Um, would like to recommend that you know feel free to go ahead call up leave a message or uh, you know do a quick thing over at the uh, at the website. One thing that I have noticed with the website is that the SpeakPipe uh, application it's actually pretty clear. Um, you know using using the computer and stuff like that you don't get a lot of the distortion that you can get sometimes with the voicemail. But if, hey if the voicemail or if email or whatever is uh, whatever is going to work out best for you. Uh, go ahead and do that. Uh, if you are going to do a review on something, um, since it's been a while since we've had one, the way we used that I like to have the reviews done, and you can follow this if you want or not, but I, I think it's a good way to make sure that it can take a lot of the um, no emotion out of it or attachment out of something. And that's if, if you ask the ask sort of about four or five questions, and those questions are, what was this thing designed to do? And then number two, how well does it do it? Number three, what are the cons or what are the negative things about it or where does it fail? Number four, what are some modifications or, or something different that you would like to see the, the manufacturer do? And then number five is, did you do any modifications yourself? And if you did any, uh, did it make any difference? Did it make it better? Did it make it worse? Did it stay about the same? So... But again, it can be on anything, and if you're doing a movie review or a recommendation for a TV show, it doesn't necessarily have to follow that stuff because those are going to be kind of apples and oranges type thing. Uh, but like I said, it can be pretty much on anything. Uh, let's see. You know what? Let's talk a little bit about... Well, uh, okay. So uh, let me jump back here. So like I said, it's been a while since I've put out a show, and... Uh, into September, I went up and did the Mag 40 class, and I think I talked a little bit about that on the last show. Um, and um, I, I had a blast up there. It was a lot of fun. It was hosted by the Gun Dudes, um, and but I think I'm going to talk more about that on Firearms Cafe because that's a little bit more gun centric and everything like that. But uh, I will say this about it: if you ever get the chance to do that. If you're the per, if you're a person who either carries a gun on a daily basis or has a gun at your house for self defense, it's one of the better classes that you can take. It's expensive and it's an intensive class. Um, if you wanted to do just the educational portion of it, there's a thing called Mag Twenty. Uh, and again, I'll I'll go into a lot more detail on this stuff at uh, Firearms Cafe. So again, that's a little tricky way of me getting you to go over there and listen to that one as well. Um, so anyway, I, I had gone to that, and then when I got back about, oh, a week or so later, we had, um, we had already planned a long time ago to go up to Flagstaff while my daughter was on spring break, 
man, Flagstaff is real close to us. It's only about 160, 170 miles away. Uh, so it's it's a hop, skip, and a jump, as they say, to get up there. And on the way up, we stopped in a town called Sedona. And they have, uh, which is, you know, it's funny, Sedona used to, be, it's gotten way more touristy and sort of built up back in the mid to late 80s and early 90s. It wasn't nearly as built up and it wasn't nearly as, uh, I don't know, is touristy the right word, I guess? I, I don't know. But anyway, it's a lot more built up and in some ways it's kind of lost something. Uh, and I think most of you guys kind of know what I what I'm talking about. What I mean is, you know, there there the when things are a little bit smaller or a little bit kind of maybe sleepier, for lack of a better term, uh, you know, you can go up there and and uh, maybe you didn't have all the conveniences and everything that are up there now. But that's you know that was part of of going up there. Is you don't you know it's not exactly the same as as you get down here. Uh, but anyway. We decided instead of just going straight up from Phoenix into Flag, we decided to take a detour and go through Sedona because we wanted to take my daughter to this little place called the Trout Farm. And what it is is they have two pretty good-sized ponds, and they stock it. And you go there, and you get a big bamboo fishing pole with a little cork bobber, and uh, it's got a hook that's already tied on. And then they give you kind of like a little dough ball type thing for, you know, this bait and then the, the the fish are, since it's a stock thing, they're really used to being fed, and they're, they're fed that same stuff. So you're pretty much guaranteed, in fact, they do guarantee that you'll catch a fish. If you've got younger kids or kids that um, haven't really fished or, or you want to be able to uh, almost guarantee that they'll be able to get something, that's a really neat place to go. Uh, again, I think it's called the Trout Farm. Uh, I'll, I'll put a if I can if they have a link I'll put one on the uh, on the show notes today which will be for show number sixty um, and you can go back and kind of check that out. But uh, it was a really neat experience and they had like I said they have a, a bigger a great big pond and they have a small a little bit smaller one and they also have um, once you catch your fish you can catch as many as you want but then you pay per fish and you pay for how big they are. And if you want, they'll clean them for you there, and then you can eat them there. They have uh, um, little propane barbecue grills, so you can cook them up and eat them there. What we did is we um, we thought we were going to cook them up at the thing, but then they kind of went bad, so we ended up having to get rid of them. But the whole point of it was to be able to give my daughter, a, you know, she likes to fish, and to be able to give her that experience, which was a really neat experience. And uh, it's funny, those fish are so used to being kind of fed in that that stocked environment that she actually caught one it wriggled off the hook but she caught one with no bait it just it bam it hit the hit the hook when it saw something go in and she was like pulling it out you know and but it wriggled off the hook so anyway uh a really neat place a lot of fun and we had some really neat memories in there um when we went up to flagstaff if you guys haven't been uh, it's, it's a nice place. It's a smaller town. It's a smaller community. It's easier to get around in. They have pretty much all the amenities you want, uh, but it's easy to get out to the woods and hike around. And, uh, it's, uh, compared to the weather that's down here in Phoenix, it's much, much cooler. So it's a nice getaway. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, speaking of, you know, I, the other day I was flipping through 
the channels on the on the uh, on this radio in the truck, and I come across uh, like NPR, and they're saying they're going to announce the winner of the Peace Prize, the Nobel Peace Prize. And when they announced it, I thought, "Are you fucking kidding me? Is this a, you know, this this isn't April Fool's Day? You know, it's not April, so it can't be that. Is this for real?" I mean, I thought it was a joke when Obama got it. You know, a guy who, he gets the Peace Prize, and, and if you look at what he's done, and if you look at, you know, the, well, even just up to the point that when he got it, you know, he, he had uh, initiated a troop surge in Afghanistan. He, he failed to uh, close down Guantanamo Bay. Whether you think that there should have been a troop surge, whether you think that Guantanamo, whatever, you know, Gitmo should have been closed or not, the fact is the guy basically said he was going to do all that stuff and then he never did. Um, oh, and you know, uh, so, you know, I, I kind of, I, I think that was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back for me with that thing. I mean, it's just, it's a total joke. I mean, really to give it to the European Union, you know, those guys have, have waged wars and, and screwed their people and, you know, it's, it's it's just it's a it boggles the mind, but uh, uh, you know again if if that thing is it's one of those things where I guess it's just sort of a feel good thing and and uh, it's just total nonsense. In fact, there was a on uh, on YouTube. There's a channel called Russia Today, and you can go and kind of look up. You can type in like Peace Prize. And they had one video that was pretty neat where they talked about the last maybe 12 people that had received it. And then they kind of went through and said, well, did these people who actually received this peace prize, were they actually working towards peace? And, and the things that they were doing, were they valid? Should they have been considered? And so it's real interesting, especially when they talk about Obama, they talk about Jimmy Carter, they talk about uh, Kofi Annan and all those guys. And, they, and they're very brief. But what it does is it gives you a starting point if you want to look some stuff up and go kind of go from there. Uh, but uh, let me know what you guys think on that. Right? I just thought it was a total joke, and it kind of uh, it really what's the word I'm looking for diminishes any type of of uh, uh, credibility to get a discussion started. I guess. Because uh, ultimately, you know, that's what something like that is for. It's, it's to bring awareness and, and to maybe get the ball rolling on discussions and things like that. Uh, now, let's see. Let's talk about one uh, little bit of political crapola here. Uh, we're about, what is it, one, two, three weeks out from the election. And I've talked about this more over on uh, Firearms Cafe and I think I've talked about it maybe even a little bit here. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the more I've thought about this stuff, I I still can't see that there's going to be a major difference policy-wise and as far as, uh, you know, uh, domestic policy, foreign policy, monetary policy between these two jokers um about the only thing really that i can see where there would be a difference and this would be probably the only reason 
that I, I would maybe see as a valid reason for voting somebody like Romney over Obama is that who's going to be appointed into the Supreme Court, who may be appointed as federal judges during these next four years. Uh, Romney is not going to appoint anyone who is very far left. If anything, they'll be probably middle of the road to more far to more right. I don't think he's going to appoint somebody that's super far right. Uh, if you want to look at something maybe from a, a gun rights point of view or a Second Amendment point of view, I think that Romney understands that a big part of his base is the gun culture. And so I don't think he is going to do anything that would go against that culture, our culture. You know, people like you and me, he's not going to reinstate an assault weapons ban, even though, you know, he said that he would have back in uh, in Massachusetts. Also, you know, he, he didn't have a sterling track record when he was governor there. But things are different now. I think that if he does get uh, the, uh, if he gets the election, I don't think he he would do anything Number one, that would cost him anything future down the road, a future uh, run at the White House again. Also, I don't think he would, I think he's more of a team player as far as, and Obama is as well, but I think Romney's even more so as far as for the Republican side. He's not going to do anything that would cause uh, an upset in the numbers. And if, if you want to have a big upset in the numbers, just try and take people's guns away. And that's the quickest way to get your little stupid ass voted right out of office. So anyway, I don't think he, you know, he's going to do anything like that. Um, I think what what is clear is that Obama will continue to do stuff to fight against gun ownership in this country and the ability for to to not only own guns but to be able to bear them or to carry them around with you. Uh, he would definitely want to put restrictions on certain rifles, certain handguns, things like that, certain type of ammunition. Uh, so there is that. Uh, but again, that is really about the only reason that I could see to to vote against him is more the judicial thing. Part of the thing, too, even with Obama, even with all the kind of the nonsense and the bullshit that they've tried, like with Fast and Furious and and, uh, you know, floating things like the violence tax and stuff like that. I think that he is he and his administration, again, are savvy enough to know that they still cannot come out and do a full frontal assault. Um, they, they learned the lesson uh, back in 94 when, they, when it cost them uh, dearly politically, and I still think that that lesson has been driven home again and again with shortly after he was elected just the massive massive run on ammunition the massive run on firearms um so i you know i some people are are uh really saying well if he gets in the whole thing's over you know we're all gonna die and we're all gonna you know this and that i don't really know that that would happen do i think that he would try to do stuff like stacking the Supreme Court? Do I think he would try and do stuff like uh, appointing anti-gun federal judges? Absolutely. Uh, 
So again, from the judicial standpoint, going back to that point again, that's about the only valid reason uh, that I can see that somebody, from my understanding, would have for voting for somebody like uh, Romney and Ryan. And some people will talk about, well, what about you know uh, the the Ryan budget plan? Well, that's that's basically just all smoke and mirrors. Um, there wouldn't be a balanced budget until something like 2040, which is, uh, and even then, it, the cuts are only cuts in increased spending. Or, or so they're you know they're saying well this year instead of spending ten percent more we'll we'll spend nine point five percent and see we saved point five percent you know look at that gigantic cut we just did so anyway most of you look most of you guys pretty much already have your mind made up uh, I guess uh, again you know most of you guys know how I feel I'm not gonna vote for Romney I'm done with voting for the lesser of two evils. Uh, I have my political beliefs and philosophies and what I think is, is going to happen or may happen either way, if either, well, which obviously will happen. One of these guys will get in. Either Obama will stay in or Romney will come in. Right now, I think it, for a while I was saying, man, it's just 50-50. It's a dead heat. I think as it gets closer, I think it's starting to tip a little bit more towards Romney. Uh, I don't know. I know a lot of people that maybe sat out last time because they didn't want to vote for McCain are probably going to, they've seen what they got, and so they're probably going to come out and do that. Now, speaking of this stuff, and I've talked about this before, if you live in a certain state, your state, and, and your state pretty much always trends, it's not a swing state. If you live in Arizona or Oklahoma, pretty much it's going gonna, it's gonna to go for Romney. If you live in, I mean, before I move on from that, both of those states are just, I mean, blood red. If you live in California, if you live in New Jersey or New York, those states are just true blue. So in, in one way, if you, lo- if, you, if you live in either of those areas where it's so dyed in the wool one way or the other, and you wanted to vote opposite of what that state was going to go. So let's say if you lived in New Jersey and you wanted to vote for Romney, well, I don't know that you're, I mean, you should still go out and participate, believe me. Uh, I think that when you, when you start to sit stuff out and don't, and don't participate in the system, you're not going to be able to have any, any ability at all, no matter how how small, to affect any type of a change. And you guys have known that I've talked about that. I'm starting to believe that on the federal level, there's not a whole lot you can do to affect real change. But I do think that on the local levels that there is, there's a lot of stuff that you can do. Uh, we've seen that happen here in Arizona uh, quite a few times, especially with getting things pushed through uh, on the pro-gun side and on the pro-liberty side. Uh, if you can swing three or four thousand votes in a local election, that can win the election for that person. Um, so, you know, the, again, I, I think we can have a, an effect locally, and I think if we really want to affect change, that's what we have to do. Uh, and I've I've talked, you know, ad nauseum about the guy that is your local city council guy today, maybe your legislator tomorrow, maybe your governor, maybe, you know, maybe he takes a run for a federal office. So, and if you can get guys in there like a Ron Paul, 
Uh, whether you like him or not, like a Rand Paul, he's going to go in there, and even though he's a little bit more tied to the political machine, I would much rather have somebody like Rand Paul than somebody like Dick Durbin. Uh, also, you know, you can look at, uh, oh, you know, there's a, a guy, um, David Seaman. Uh, I was listening to the one of the podcasts that I like a lot is the Joe Rogan podcast, Joe Rogan Experience which you can find over on iTunes. But anyway, go and look up the David Seaman thing. He's a guy, he's a younger guy. I think he's like 26 or so. He's running for Congress. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that gets it. I don't agree with every little single thing that he says, of course, but, you know, he's a guy that understands that the NDAA Act, what, what they're doing now is bad. He's a guy that understands that the Bill of Rights are constantly under attack. He understands that there's you know, biases uh, in the media on both sides. Uh, but uh, if we're being honest, it seems to trend much toward, much more towards the left. Um, but again, uh, go over, uh, check him out. I, I think he's an interesting guy. I don't, do I think he'll really get elected? Probably not. Uh, but again, it's people like him uh, that I think are, and uh, hopefully we're going to get more people like him that are going to run in the future. And again, if you can get somebody like a David Seaman, who is your local legislator, maybe eventually he becomes your governor. And if he is very pro freedom and pro liberty, good things will happen. Uh, also, if, if you haven't heard of him, which wouldn't surprise me too much, if you listen to this show, you have. But, of course, Gary Johnson and his running mate, uh, Judge Jim Gray, uh, give those guys a look. Like I said, that's who I'm going to be voting for. Um, and like I said, in my state, it's pretty much going to go Romney. Uh, but even if it was a swing state, I still think, I, like I said, I, I can't in, in and look myself look, and look in the mirror and maybe that's a little Pollyanna-ish, but I, I can't look at that guy in the mirror and vote for Romney. I just can't do it. Um, and if you've got a differing opinion, hey, that's that's great, and uh, I support you uh, your your ability for whoever you want to choose a hundred percent. But like I said, get involved in the process. All right. Well, that's kind of enough of the political mumbo jumbo for right now. Um, what else was I going to talk about? I can remember. Oh, I watched. Um, it's kind of we were talking a little bit earlier about some of the movie reviews, and I, it's funny. I've lately I've been watching a lot of stuff with with Liam Neeson, and who I actually really enjoy watching. Uh, but I watched uh, The Gray on Netflix, and then when the place where we stayed uh, up in Flagstaff. You could check out up to three movies at a time as, as part of the thing for staying there. And uh, I wa- we got to watch quite a few. We watched, uh, but anyway, kind of stand on the Liam Neeson thing. I also watched Taken, which uh, I really enjoyed that movie. In fact, uh, Eric, or well, buddy there, Eric Shelton, had talked about, oh, you need to see that. And he was like, I'll send you my copy. And I'm like, nah, I'll go ahead and get it. But it was really enjoyable. And maybe I'll do a little bit of a review on that. But I think, is it right now? Or has it just come out? Or is it coming out pretty soon? They've got Taken 2. Uh, which lets you know that you know he, he makes it through Taken 1. So, But uh, uh, just a fun, fun movie. 
uh, a lot of fun and uh you know you see him as a his character i thought was an interesting real interesting character and then i watched uh like i said i watched the other day on netflix i watched the gray which again is one of those things where you know of course the wolves are like you know super predator you know hulk hulk like wolves or something like that i don't know but anyway it's a fun movie uh it, it's it's uh you know it's it's, it's kind of almost like a not like a video game, but kind of it is because you sort of, you know, all the travails and stuff that they go through. So they're trying to get from point A to point B and all the nonsense that happens in between them. But just a fun movie. And it was one of the movies where he, you know, he's Irish. And uh, he actually plays an Irish character. So it's one of the things where you get to hear him speak in his with his uh, in his native tongue. So you get to hear his Irish accent, which is kind of neat because most of the times you don't. In most of the movies I've seen him in, he plays like an American or this or that, or you know. So you don't really get to hear him use the uh, Irish accent very much. Um, what other movie did we watch the other day that I thought was really pretty good? Oh, if uh, how long ago was it when uh, Let the Right One In came in came out? Well, I saw that movie and I really liked it, which was the original. Uh, Swedish movie, and then I saw, and I, and when the American remake of that came out, or the American, um, it's sort of a remake, but it's also a little bit more of, you know, here's the bullshit term, you know, bullshit alert, bullshit alert, of uh, a reimagining. But this one, I thought it kind of was like that, uh, more so than just it wasn't just a straight up shot for shot remake. They focused on things a little bit different in the American version. But when the American version was had come out, I thought, ah, eh, you know, the the Swedish version was so good. Do I really want to watch this thing? And that's probably why it took me so long to uh, to to get that. And I was just gonna say, ah, I'll just wait till it comes on Netflix or something. Uh, but that was one of the things up at the uh, place we stayed where they had that. But I really enjoyed it. I. Uh, I thought it was a different. It was a different take and a different look. It was a, a basically the same story, but it was viewed at at a little bit different angle. And instead of taking place uh, in, I believe it was Sweden. It's been so long since I've seen it. Instead of taking place there, it takes place in. Uh, is it? It's in New Mexico. I can't remember the town. But anyway, it's like a small town in in uh, in New Mexico. But it was really good. So I'd recommend that you guys. Uh, Go ahead and see that. Hey, if you guys like those movies or thought it sucked or whatever, just let me know. Uh, give me some feedback on there. If you also have any um, good horror movies or anything like that that you'd like to uh, think everybody would like to check out or, or watch or anything like that, especially since Halloween's coming up. Um, I'm trying to think if there was other scary ones we saw recently. And uh, I don't... I don't think I have too much. Another one that I had had watched, and this was a long time ago, and I think I've talked about it before, but was uh, I Saw the Devil. It's a Korean movie. Man, it's good. It's not really a horror movie, more of a thriller, but I really enjoyed that. I really liked it quite a bit. Um, oh, I know what I saw, too. I saw, I finally got to see, and it came, I, this, um, I have I do both the things through Netflix because there's still a lot there's a lot you can get on streaming but there's a lot you can't get and a lot of the movies that I like are kind of oddball out there movies and uh, you can only usually get those through the disc so I do the both things but to me it's worth the money 
Um, but anyway, I saw the prequel to The Thing, to John Carpenter's The Thing. And again, I thought that was really well done. And it was a... Um, it, it, it tied in really well for me. Everything kind of um, uh, meshed in. And it's funny, that one didn't do that well in in the uh, in the box office. But I think it's going to be one of those movies that... You know, ten years from now, it's going to be like, oh, you've got to see the, you know, uh, the prequel thing, and you've got to see the thing, and and of course it was that was, were both basically based off of uh, uh, what is it, a thing from another world, which was based off of Halt Who Goes There, I think is that the name of it of the novel or Who Goes There, not Halt Who Goes, I think it's just called Who Goes There, was this like uh, a novella, uh, which that thing was based off of. But just uh, good, good, fun movies. Um, let's see. Let's talk about some uh, podcasts that I've been listening to. Of course, there's always B Movie Cast, which I like. Uh, when they get a chance to put around, put one out, and get around to putting one out, which is Liberty or Zombie, which I always like. I always get a big kick out of those guys. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm right on the same boat with them. I put a show out about every five or six hundred years, so. You know, I can I can afford to throw stones because I do the exact same thing, uh, but hopefully they'll be putting one out here pretty soon. Uh, what's some other good ones that I've been uh, listening to? Um, you know, it's there's some that have kind of faded off, uh, but there was there was Motion Picture Massacre, which was a movie podcast that I like. There was jafmp which is another one and that's kind of faded off i think those are probably gone for good which is too bad because i really enjoyed those um i listened to tons of gun related stuff of course but you know what's funny is sometimes you can kind of get or at least i can kind of get uh a little bit overload and so i like to go and maybe listen to some different things here and there um let's see there's um which is a horror-related one. There's the Corpse, the Corpse Cast Horror Podcast, which is pretty good. I'll enjoy that. There is, uh, I'm trying to think of other stuff. Oh, that is non, um, non-gun-related type thing. There is, um, it's a, oh, the, it's called We're Alive, which is uh, basically, a, it's kind of horror, I guess, but it's, um, it's kind of an ongoing zombie story. So, and there's, I think there's something like 200 or some odd episodes of that now, but it's kind of an episodic thing. And I think, I think this is, I don't know if this is the third season, but I think, uh, I'd heard an interview with the creator of We're Alive. And I think he talked about that he was going to, uh, it was only going to be three seasons and it was going to resolve and that was going to be it. And then they were going to move on to, to, uh, other things. Um, as far as, as, uh, books, um, that I've been reading, I was able to get from the library, um, basically three things. Two were Kindle books and one was a paper, a hardcover. The hardcover was the Jesse Ventura book, Republic, or what's it called? Rebloodlicans and Democrips. So comparing them to how they're basically like organized thugs and gangs and stuff like that. So I just started reading that, and I can let you guys know how that is in a couple of weeks. Um, I had gotten on the Kindle, I would gotten Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, 
you know, with that one, I started reading it and I got about halfway through and then I just kind of lost interest in it. It, the book was, was, I don't know, it's, it had some really interesting parts, but then it just sort of seemed to kind of say, eh. the formula was, you know, here's a little bit of vampire stuff, and then here's a little bit of Abe. And it maybe ties in a little bit with some of the junk that maybe happened in real life, like, oh, he, you know, ran for office this time, or he did this at this time, blah, blah, blah. But anyway it got to be a little bit too formulaic in that it was almost like, you know, uh, here's a little bit of vampire stuff, and then here's Abe Lincoln, bad motherfucker. You know, everything, he's like a superhero. You know, everything he does, blah, blah, blah. And I know it's kind of like a comic book type thing, but in the book, they keep just repeating that formula over and over again. And at the halfway point, I pretty much, I think I'm done with it. I, I may try and slog through a few more, few more chapters of it. Uh, but for the most part, I think, I, I don't know if I'm going to finish it up. However, there is one book that I uh, also got from the library. This was on Kindle that I am, uh, I'm, I'm started, which is Game of, was it Game of Thrones, which I started that, uh, which I like. And I'm also going to start, I think, Netflix now. I think Netflix has it. I think they've, but I don't think they have it on streaming. I think it's just the DVD. So I've got that in my queue, and my wife and I are going to watch that. So uh, also, um, I think I talked about it before, and I read them and really enjoyed them. I read the first three, the first two. I want to say the first two Dexter books, and I'm going to read some more of those. And I'll just get those from the library. Uh, but I think I'm kind of jibber-jabbering on long enough. So again, thanks guys for uh, probably the five or six of you that are still left. Anyway, I think that's going to be about it. I think I am uh, going to go ahead and wrap it up. I'll talk to you next time, monkeys. Take care.
this guy's got a monkey scrotum and he's bragging about it. Houdini!